I have been lucky enough to become friends with Chuck Norris. I love the guy. He is kind and gentle, and he kicks ass. <laughs> um, he, there is nobody that I am happier for uh, on finding water on his property than Chuck Norris, because he is a, a good portion of, of all of the money he makes from Seaforce Water goes directly to kickstartkids.org, which is a fantastic organization. So this is water that they found, and it dates back to 23,000 years ago, to the last ice age. That's what this water is. It's bottled right there, right across the street from his ranch. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, unlike many alkaline waters, Seaforce's pH is made by nature, not with salt, not with uh, source uh, chemicals. This is some of the best water out there. It really is better than Fiji. Yes, Seaforce. It is available in many retailers all across the U.S. and Amazon. Check Seaforce, Seaforce.com for a location near you seaforce.com i'm sorry i laughed i just thought it'd give you a roundhouse kick to the face when you drink it If you don't know about Bretton Woods 1, you certainly don't know about Bretton Woods 2. And so then the question, are we experiencing a Bretton Woods 3, makes no sense to you. Let me rephrase it. Are we at the end of the U.S. petrodollar? Are we at the end of being the world's reserve currency? If you don't understand that, let me say it this way. Are we approaching a time when the dollar will be worthless? The answers in 60 seconds. The people who lay down their lives in the service of us, it is a blessing that we have those people. Um, and we have been living on the, the fumes of what they have, what they have done, the work that they have done, the, the blood that they have shed, there's so many heroes that have sacrificed. Can we give back to them? Well, when a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, there is an organization called Tunnel to Towers. They are a fantastic organization that was started right after 9-11. They will pay off the mortgage to lift the financial burden for, from that family to bring some stability. For catastrophically injured veterans, first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes. There's also now Operation Home Base. Tunnel to Towers is giving tiny homes to homeless veterans. These are our nation's heroes. And I'm tired of waiting for anybody else to do whatever it is we're supposed to do. It's on our shoulders. It's on our shoulders. 
Let's help these heroes. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month now at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T, dot org. We're welcoming back to the program a very dear friend who uh, I let fall to the ground on my Fox show, uh, David Buckner. Uh, welcome, David. How are you? Really good. Good, uh, good to be with you, Glenn. Yeah. I, uh, I told somebody uh, just the other day, uh, one, of, one of the producers that wasn't with me at the time, and they said, uh, David Buckner. Who's David Buckner? And I said, um, he's the guy that passed out on my show at Fox. And they were like, oh, man, he's on. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're known for that. Sorry about that, David. It, it lives on forever, Glenn. Yeah, That's I know. Just a- does it um david I, I want you to break down by the way uh, uh david is a um uh professor adjunct are you adjunct or are you full professor yet no, I'm a, a full professor but adjunct at columbia university okay uh columbia university uh you're the president of bottom line training and consulting you you train um uh ceos and companies on how to run their business better blah 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 it's been institutionalized uh in the program that you created for columbia university and it's now taught in every region of the world um but you understand uh economics like few do because you can cut through the bs i am having a hard time uh, getting people to understand what is happening with Russia, China, Saudi Arabia, uh, India, and what's happening to the petrodollar and why that's important. So where should we start on this, David? It's a powerful transformation that we're watching. And unfortunately, to your point, most people are are not privy to, to understanding a little bit of the history. So very simply, Glenn, when we started back in 1944, the desire to make sure that we went kind of from this post-World War II period, the Bretton Woods relationship or the Bretton Woods uh, conference that led to the dollar being linked to gold was a standard by which we had a currency where we could exchange with something that was underlying. It was substantive. So that was easy. People could see that. They go, okay, when I'm exchanging paper, I have something substantive. I have a mineral that that supports that. Then in 1972, when France actually started calling in our bluff and exchanging dollars for gold, which was linked at, I think, $35 the ounce at the time, that's when Nixon took us off the gold standard. So that kind of became Bretton Woods, too. Mm -hmm. That's where we took the dollar and linked it to our exchange of oil. So we call those petrodollars. It was always linked to the value of oil. So okay, that wait, 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 wait. That's when we did that in 1972? That's correct. 1972 to the present is what we would call the petrodollar. That's where the U.S. dollar was linked to the, to the price of oil. And we and said, so we, and we said um, at the time that you can't buy uh, oil uh, anywhere in the world outside of U.S. dollars. That was the only currency that would buy that oil? And that, that was the currency by which it was nominal. It, it was a nominal currency by which it was quoted. Okay. okay. All right. So even if the exchanges went between uh, currency A and currency B, it was always through the quotation of a U.S. dollar. So that linked us to that exchange, which really was no longer a, a hard asset like gold, mm-hmm. but it was what we would call inside money. Everybody agreed that it's going to go through a, nom- a, 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 a uh, 
term, which is the dollar, using that as the foundation, even if I was exchanging from a euro or a ruble or a yuan, okay? But the dollar was the anchor. Now, And the world was, hang on just a second, the world was upset at us in 72 because we had promised them that we would always, in Bretton Woods 1, we would always keep to the dollar uh you know standard with gold and and then when we violated that um we did the oil thing and then we also said but the good news is we're going to be consumers so we'll start shipping jobs your way because we're just going to buy we have everything we need we're just going to buy your stuff now so we'll build your economy right it was a Yes, you're, to your point, Glenn, it was the way of saying that we depend upon this being as stable as you do. So we're all in this together. Okay, so that there was, you're right, there was an anchor that even though we've gone off this mineral, this gold, we've gone to something that we can't let fail and you can't let fail. So kumbaya, we're all in this together. Right. So even though they were upset with us, they bought that principle of trust that no one could betray each other because, well, we all need oil, right? So that leads us to where we are today, which is this, and I call it the thesis because it really is, it's transitioning, but we're in a vacuum where we go to Bretton Woods 3, okay, which is the next step. That next step now shifts us to something that, that just occurred this last week, which was sanctions on the very element that we promised would be the bedrock of exchange. When you sanction Russian oil, be it good or bad, that's a policy, that's above my pay grade. I'm an economist, right? Mm -hmm. When you sanction it based upon a policy, you have just now made oil that has an R in front of it, Russian, cheap. And oil that has other in front of it, very expensive. So now you've created what we call arbitrage, the concept that you don't have stability. There's no stability like gold would have given us or even petrol would have given us before. Because so gold, gold would have held its value no matter where it was from. And you had that value there in your own home country? Authentic and organic, yes. Even though the U.S. carried the largest amount of gold, which is how we negotiated the dollar to be linked to that gold, right? Yeah. It's still, you still could mineral. I mean, right now, China is the one that is is mining more gold than any other country in the world, okay? So you still could mine that mineral and you could have it. But when we linked it to the dollar will be linked to oil in in the way in which we barter and negotiate, and then we change the pricing of that oil based upon sanctions. We just threw Bretton Woods two or the petrodollar into the taint. We threw it away. It's gone. Now, can it be recovered? Well, if sanctions were to go away today, you might be able to recover. But now you have enormous instability in the comfort level of the world saying, wait, if I buy Russian oil, it's really, really cheap, and I can't because sanctions say I can't. Black market enters, okay? Mm-hmm. Or now I can buy expensive Western oil, which we shut down the pipelines and other things based upon individual policies of countries, right? But that's very expensive. So what do we do? What do you have or who do you have that can come in and fix this arbitrage, fix this difference? There's nobody large enough, most hypothesized, except for China. 
so what is China do? They can go in and buy Russian oil cheap. They could sell Russian oil expensive. And now we create a completely different monetary basis. No longer is it gold. No longer is it oil. It's commodities. So we shift into a completely different monetary system based on commodities of which the U.S. no longer has a voice. It, it can offer commodities, but it no longer controls the narrative. And that changes an entire monetary system whereby the dollar now either becomes incredibly worthless or the dollar could become weaponized where the dollar becomes useful to the U.S. amongst its friends. So those that we exchange dollars with, that becomes a dollar-based economy. Those that China exchanges with, that becomes an, a commodities-based economy. You end up with two completely different monetary systems and a world disrupted without any continuity that was established in Bretton Woods 1. Okay, so, so, so yes, it does so far. But I, I wanna, I'm going to take a quick one-minute break, let you catch your breath. And then I want to, I, I want to understand yesterday... Technically, Russia went into default because they had to pay for their bonds in dollars, but they couldn't change their rubles into dollars. And and I don't understand exactly how this works, but I do know after a 30 day waiting period, what this has made the rest of the world say is, wait, I can't trust the central banks, the Western banks, because if they will, if I have the money, but they won't let me pay for it then they just then my gold and everything is my money is not safe outside of my own country you can't just do that that's my understanding of it but i don't think i have it right and i'll ask you to explain it here in just a second uh back with more uh from uh, david buckner good friend and uh, very wise counsel Terry wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Greens. She says, my dogs, I have two of them, have been on Rough Greens for four months. I no longer have to give them an allergy pill. Uh, I stopped probiotic when I was uh, using Rough Greens because it already has a probiotic. Also, uh, Tilly, um, the fur is less greasy and smells better. And Tucker, who wasn't eating much at all, now has a great appetite. Boy, I found both of those things with my dog. Rough Greens has paid for itself, allowing me to discontinue other products. I felt I had to give a good review because this is the one product that actually does what it says it will do. Thank you. Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on the food, and it contains all the vitamins and minerals your dog needs for a healthy life. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog's going to love it that they have a special deal. You just go to roughgreens.com, R-U-F-F greens.com slash back, and they will give you your first bag free. All you do is pay for shipping. Just go to R-U-F-F greens.com slash back, roughgreens.com slash back, or call 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. That's 833-GLEN-33 or roughgreens.com slash back. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, so... David Buckner is with us. David, did that, did that question even make sense that I just asked you? Yeah. In fact, Glenn, as you stated the question about trust, right? And yeah. the idea that 
that people uh, can't rely upon or even countries can't rely upon or trust the system, the monetary system to pay. You're spot on. Think about it this way. You have central banks that have always relied upon the fact, whether it was the gold or petrol in Breton too, they've always relied upon the fact that they could liquidate. They could liquidate and, and pay their bills. We just froze, it, when we talk about that, the sanctions that have been imposed, we've frozen the, the reserves and, and Russian reserves now frozen are effectively creating, as you noted, the inability for Russia to pay its bills. There's your default. That was the question of default. Well, now, if you're saying, but hold on, if central banks and the reserves can be frozen by, and, and, and I can't pay my bills because I can't resource that, now I don't even know if my resources could be frozen. So all of a sudden you created a sense that, Individual countries might be concerned that they can't trust this, the reserve system to allow them to have access. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, so you're, you're, wait, wait, wait. So, so when we put sanctions on the money from Iran, that was just held in banks and not a central bank. Is that the difference? Correct. And, they were reser- and, and those reserves were frozen. Each of these are held in individual banks or, to your point on central banks, It could be in central banks if indeed the country has a centralized bank like like China. Okay, so where they are or where they're frozen is a matter of whether the sanctions can touch them. And we've been able to with the sanctions that have been imposed broadly, not just by the U.S., but other countries. We've been able to 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 freeze the reserves wherever they are by uh, a Russian reserve. So now Russia says, hold on, I don't have the money. I can't get access to my reserves. What do I do? And here's where it becomes a domino. Other countries look at that and say, I wonder if my reserves could be next. There's your trust question. And then secondly, they start to say, okay, if Russia is not going to pay me, are they going to default because they can't get access to their reserves? That's a trust question. And then number three, the question might be, okay, if these things are frozen, how does Russia make money? Well, if they can somehow exchange with China and China takes their commodities, but how is China going to get liquid? How are they going to get be able to liquidate enough where they could get liquidity to pay for it? They sell U.S. treasuries. China's holding a, a trillion dollars in U.S. treasuries. Now tell me, Glenn, you and I both know when you dump something on the market, the price goes down. Correct. So immediately if U.S starts to see that China is dumping treasuries, Russia's got U.S. treasuries, they dump U.S. treasuries, all of a sudden our treasuries start to tank, and what happens? We start to see hyperinflation. So the the domino here is not only that trust piece that you identified of a reserve, trust of being able to get money from Russia, but even if we could get money, the method they may use to get that money to pay it could be damaging largely to certain countries when they start to dump the treasuries. And that, that becomes the problem, kind of the ripple effect. The, the, the stone drops, and then you see the ripple in the water. So, David, I, I can't tell you how many people um, I talk to, and I'll talk to them about what the Treasury's own white papers and the Fed's own white papers, the, the Hamilton Project up in Boston, what they are talking about with a, a digital currency, which would replace the current currency and be a reset for us, 
or I talk about, you know, hyperinflation and people just say it can't happen here. It just won't happen. It won't happen. There's there's nobody has that control. The, the politicians or whoever won't let that happen. I'm like, wait, but that's what they're telling us that, that they are going to do. Well, what we're betting on, Glenn, we're betting on the fact that we're the largest consumer in the world, so everybody needs us. I think that's a risky bet, but but we are, okay? We don't pay our bills fully. I mean, we pay them, but then we run our debt, and then we raise our debt ceiling. So that's number one. Number two, we're betting on the fact that the dollar still has significant value because so many countries are holding it. And we think, well, you're holding our dollar. If you devalue it, you guys are going to hurt yourself. That's a risky bet. They could go into other, they could either go commodity-based or somebody could really get aggressive here and play play cryptocurrency game and move Mm -hmm. completely out of the dollar, right? And then the third part is we're betting on the fact that we're strong. We're, We're the global police officers. Well, We've had a couple of events this year that haven't manifest our ability to really rise up and, and be trusted in that area to where we're not being seen as that strength that they can rely upon. So those have been the three things that we're kind of going to the market with some swagger saying, you know what, you can't afford to allow us to have hyperinflation. You're not going to dump the dollar. You're not going to dump treasuries. In reality, you're starting to see many of them kind of on the sidelines doing it without us paying a lot of attention to Correct. it in a way. Could it be immediate? I don't think it's going to be immediate because they're holding too many of our dollars. But it, over time, you're going to start seeing them divest themselves, just like Russia and China are doing, of our treasuries to liquidate and get out of dollars. So now, when they do that, we're only betting on, hey, we're consumers, you need us. And at that point, I'm not, I'm not sure we've got a leg to stand on that is as firm as we think we have. How much time do I have, sir? I have one minute. Um, there's uh, so many questions I have. Um, I saw something frightening yesterday, and, and perhaps I don't understand it. But they're saying if Russia defaults, there won't be enough liquidity to cover the CDOs. And that's what caused all the problem in 2008, right? Um, this, is, there, this, the, is an, this is analogous, Glenn. It's analogous. <sighs> But it is a much larger institutional piece of which I'm not sure China and others would want to see Russia default. Seeing so many players. Okay. All right. Hang on just a second, uh, David. I have much more to ask you about. Coming up in just a second, we have uh, David Buckner on with us to explain the monetary system and what is really happening that I don't think anybody in the media is actually explaining to the average person. More in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Connie wrote in about uh, Relief Factor. She said, I just want to say how wonderful this product is. She said, I have back issues. And they, uh, the back issues and now hip issues continually gotten worse over the years. A while back, I saw the ad for Relief Factor. I decided to try it. After two days, I could already feel the pain subsiding. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Connie, I'm glad you took your life back, took control of your own life again. If you're dealing with pain, you can get out of pain. Please give Relief Factor a try. It's not a drug, but developed by doctors, and it has four key ingredients that work with your body to fight inflammation. And that's the secret. It attacks it four different ways. They have a three-week quick start developed for you at $19.95. You take it for three weeks as directed. If you don't see any results, it's probably not going to work for you. 
But in those three weeks, 70% of the people see results and they go on to order more month after month. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. The new book from Glenn Beck is The Great Reset. It's available now in bookstores everywhere or at glennsnewbook.com. Miss a minute, miss a lot. Uh, Make sure you get the podcast today. In hour one, I had Vivek uh, Ramaswamy on with us, and he talked about ESGs. And uh, it was it was so good, so solid, and uh, he really boiled it down. Anybody who thinks ISG oh, as a free market system, no, it is not. And take it from him, you know, a CEO and a founder of a billion dollar company, and hangs with all the people who he says behind the scenes are all saying this thing is a nightmare. Um, Make sure you grab that. We've been talking to David uh, uh, Buckner. He is a uh, professor at Columbia University. He's one of the only one of the only uh, professors that I would ever trust, especially from Columbia University. Uh, he is a president of Bottom Line Training and Consulting. He works with uh, companies all over the world. He has been a guy that has been explaining, um, you know, the economy and how money works for me for a very, very long time. Used to see him on uh, Fox News with me. Um, we were just talking about what has happened because of the war and what's going on with our money. So let me I've, I've got three questions for you, David. Let me start with this. I keep reading that this war and everything that's going on is a uh, is an anti-globalist movement. But I think that's elite talk because I think what this actually is, um, you know, to the average person, it's not anti-globalist. It is dividing the world into an axis and allied power where it'd be the United States and Europe. And then there would be China, Russia, you know, Afghanistan, India, Pakistan, all the way to Saudi Arabia. Uh, and God forbid Taiwan, and if we lose Taiwan, and maybe we lose the uh, Southern Pacific as well with uh, Australia. But that is, there's a group that will have their own economic system and their own way of doing business, and then there will be the West. Am I reading this right or wrong? Well, we're dealing with something right now, Glenn. You're, You're not wrong in your observations of kind of where it's going, the we're 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 in a position where the United States was kind of the only superpower remaining. Correct. And you see many that are observing it, see the division within the United States. There's so much discombobulation and discomfort in the U.S. because it's a country that was kind of built on the idea of fighting something. You know, the the whole idea of of the founders, et cetera, was we're we're here fighting tyranny, et cetera, and there was nothing else to battle. And so there's kind of the psychology of where does the U.S. go? And, and as you start to look at this world, you end, you, you've always established systems and systems have worked. We had a monetary system. We had a political system. We had even the United Nations was kind of a system. And, and now we're starting to see systems cannot, they're not broken. They're circumvented. Cryptocurrencies have circumvented monetary systems to where we don't have systems that have to be relied upon for people to make exchanges. 
You're getting a barter market where they no longer, I mean, Facebook marketplace, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. It's being blown up to where either that lends itself to a natural system of chaos, okay, which some would love to have, I'm sure, or a system where a, a pure market overtakes the old structure of planning. And you're starting to see with some of the commentaries coming out of leadership in Russia that they don't, they don't want to lose their, their, I mean, even the, the leader has suggested he doesn't want to lose his position. He wants to go back to the old Soviet Union in some ways. But I don't know if he's seeing that you can't unmarket something. It becomes a, a black market, perhaps. But you can't unmarket it. Well, they, they I mean, it's a market. You I know? think it's, that's why we're talking about, um, you know, um, uh, a digital programmable dollar uh, from the Fed because they think they can kill the black market. They can control it all the way down to the, the very the very bottom level. But that would assume adoption. That would assume that we all adopt that. You're, you're finding the youth of today, Glenn, they don't have bank accounts and they don't carry currency. Now, to your point, they use digital exchange, Correct. Venmo and other things, right? Right. So they, they may be being wooed into a system that could be monitored, but I, I dare venture that I'm not sure that they're being wooed into a system that, and it could be manipulated as well, to be fair. But I'm not sure as soon as they were to find that that system is being managed they might adapt to a different system. You're finding more pure market movement yeah. that you would have to adopt a digital currency. And people would have to assume that that's the only mechanism by way we would exchange for that to be truly as viable and productive as many of those you know, that are building it would say. So you're seeing movement in this market, which is really quite fascinating. And it's disconcerting for those who want control. Correct. It's heartening for those who think they're going to be controlled, and it's enabling for those who think, oh, my gosh, if this doesn't work, I can try something else. I mean, you go from, you know, if you go to social media, it used to be Facebook, and then it went to, now now you're getting Snap, and now you're getting, everybody moves. They keep moving, moving, moving away from less control to more individual control. So that may be the one redeeming component of all this. David, do you uh, do you agree that we are operating now in the United States under modern monetary theory? By default? We, we are moving away from traditional structured monetary components. That's the way I identify it, because while the, 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 the monetary structures are in place, they're less relevant today than yeah. they've ever been. And, and that, that changes the whole dynamic uh, and the conversation. When you say liquidity, the youth of today, don't, don't, there's just no mindset around, I've got to go to a bank, I've got to show my credit rating. I mean, they're, they're Venmoing each other loans all over the place. That's a completely informal market. And that's the way it's going to transform exchanges globally. I'm talking not just in our neighborhood, global transactions and cryptos are going to play into this a bit to the degree we don't know. Okay. But it's going to def- it's going to remove the formality to, so to your question, yes. So it will in- remove, it will uh, m- remove the formality unless the nations decide they want that control and they're, they're moving that way through ESG, whether they can 
actually pull it off before people rise up and go, whoa, 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 wait, what? Um, you know, that remains to be seen. Um, I accept that. I accept that, Glenn, with this exception. We, in many countries that are highly planned, where I've been, I mean, you, you know, we've been friends for a long time, and yeah. the number of countries I've traveled oh, in that are supposed to be planned, they're supposed to be very closed and structured. To be fair, I've not been to places that are closed, okay? Right. But the ones that are highly planned are more market internally than you'd ever imagine. Now, we would call it a black market, and they might even call it an observed market, because as long as they don't disrupt the governance, they allow them to occur. But they're highly um, uh, market-driven by barter systems. So even with this, can they control us? I think, I think the, 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 the box is open, and you can't unmarket a place. It will be a black market, but we don't have the controls that we once had or the closed borders or the boundaries or the walls. You can't even build a wall anymore around a marketplace when you have a, a, a mindset of a Venmo use of today that can exchange in 15 seconds something that we used to have to transfer through transactions and a bank. They don't use a bank. They're using these clearinghouse mechanisms that are so un, uh, uh, so fluid that they don't understand really that you actually have to have one centralized look. That's why th- some of these crypto conversations are so fascinating is because they've overtaken the structure. And to your point, can we re-box that? I don't know. I don't think so. I think, I, I think you can until it hits critical mass. And I don't know what that number is, that market cap is. But as soon as you have too many people with way too much money into it then i don't think you can i don't think you can put it into a box um david last question i've only got a couple of minutes um your thoughts on inflation and where we're headed well we're we're dealing with uh, a debt that is frightening the 30 trillion dollars with the debt ceiling that continues to increase we're we're double spending every year and anytime you hear uh, leaders suggesting that they're going to reduce our deficit by a trillion. They don't, they don't explain the fact that we're spending four trillion more than we're taking in. Right. So reducing that down to only spending three trillion. The expenditures, the inordinate amount of expenditure into the economy in the name of what we've gone through, which is COVID. And, and the, 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 the reality of that is, is organically setting us up for a significant hit on inflation. It's not just a check mark for 15 seconds. We're dealing with significant inflationary pressures. And now you're going to start seeing that that will increase, especially with interest rates and other things dominoing. I worry for the next you know, period of time that the disparity between rich and poor will become even greater oh, because those who hold property where real estate goes up in an inflationary time and those who are renters where rent goes up and they can't pay for it, that disparity gap is going to be enormous, creating even greater problems mm. and discomfort on this inflation. So it's, it's real, Glenn. It's real. Thank you, David. It's good to talk to you again. Thank you so much. Always good. Yeah. God bless you. God bless you. My best to your family. David Buckner uh, from uh, Columbia University. Don't hold that against him. Uh, He's the guy who I met years ago who came up to me at a uh, some event and he walks up to me and uh, of course at the food table and he said, uh, Mm -hmm. where'd you get your economic uh, degree? And I thought you. 
I said, I don't have one. He said, I knew it. And I was about to punch him in the face. And, <laughs> and that's when he said, I cannot get my students to think like you. He said, you've got to think out of the box. And mm. this higher education, all it does is put you in a box, put you in a box, put you in a box. And the only way you see trouble is if you don't think that way. You know, uh, that's a good David Buckner story. And of course, the David Buckner story, maybe most famous, is the one where he passes out on Fox News. Yeah. However, my favorite david buckner story yeah is when we did a stage show and you were going to explain the economy and you decided you were going to explain it like the economy was a car it was a convertible and <laughs> you had this grand of course you're getting us to run around and try to find a convertible like yeah, 10 yeah. minutes before the show yeah, yeah they bring out this old school convertible and david buckner is going to be part of the show he's going to help explain the, the economy That's right. and so i don't know 15 minutes before the show thousands of people out there all in their seats you decide Instead of I don't know, instead of me calling out David, you know, a little, you know, half an hour into the show, like I was going to, what I'm thinking of doing is I'm going to just have him out there, and I'll just bounce ideas off of him the entire time. We'll go back and forth. And David, I want you to just come out and you just start in the car. You're sitting in the convertible on stage, <laughs> and then I'll just go back and forth with you the whole time. And and he's like, yeah, absolutely, Glenn. Whatever you need. So he goes out there. He sits up. The the camera. The uh, the the curtain goes up. Yeah. David Buckner, this economist that no one, you know, they know him from the show maybe, but yeah. like, you know, they don't know why he's sitting in this car. <laughs> or so, why the car is even there. Or why the car is even there. So Glenn comes out, does a totally unrelated monologue for like 45 minutes without introducing David at all. <laughs> or so, the car. Or the car. So there's just a car with a guy sitting on stage with no explanation for the entire show. The curtain goes down. And then, oh, sorry, David. I'm sorry. About I that. never got to I the I don't car. think you ever got to him <laughs> and asked him a question <laughs> the entire show. Oh, David, I don't know why you're still my friend. I don't know I either. Apologize I apologize for that. All right. Uh, let me tell you about <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> oh, that has happened more than once, hasn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah. This is, this is yeah. part of, of, of uh, knowing you. Yeah. It's love and life. I'll uh -huh. tell you that much. All right, uh, Patriot, <laughs> Patriot Mobile. Uh, have you switched your mobile carrier yet? Please do. First of all, you're most certainly paying way too much. Way too much. And the level of service that Patriot Mobile will give you will at least match. Um, I think it, it exceeds their customer service is all American. They're great. Uh, and I can tell you that their prices are better as well. You will save money with Patriot Mobile. And they have the same nationwide coverage because they're using the same the cell towers as all the other major carriers. Everybody's on the same stick. Patriot Mobile. They have plans to fit anyone's budget and they're not funding abortions. Isn't that great? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you know, I really want a phone company that will help Planned Parenthood out. Or not. <laughs> if it's or not for you, uh, go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Get free activation with the promo code Beck. It is patriotmobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. Switch today. 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com.
Happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I look forward to this day every year because uh, our our technical uh, director, uh, Sarah, this is the one day she likes to switch it up. This is the one day she's not hammered. Yeah. Uh, no. So it's it it's goes. Nice. It's, it's it's interesting. It's yeah. a little bit different. If you notice the show was going well today. It's St. Patrick's Day. Right. That's why. This is our yeah. most efficient day of the year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> this company. Um, I have some, uh, some breaking news. Mm-hmm. Uh, top books on Amazon right now. Uh, number four, Atomic Habits. Great book. We've talked about it before. Yeah. Number three, uh, Run, Rose, Run, a novel uh-huh. by Dolly Parton and James Patterson. Oh, yeah. Big book. Yeah. Uh, Huge. Lo- lots of publicity on that one. Yeah, yeah. Number two, as you mentioned, St. Patrick's Day is How to Catch a Leprechaun. Which, okay, okay. I right. mean, it's themed okay. for the good. day, I would good. think. Good, good, good. And back on top, number one, uh, The Great Reset by Glenn That's Beck. great. And it is out in, in uh, paper. It's, it's amazing how much better it sells when it's available. <laughs> it's like it's way a great, better. It is a great problem to have. That's what they're saying at Ford yeah. with all yeah. of those Broncos mm. sitting there for like 15 football fields. Great problem to have. People really want them. Yeah, people they can't get them, <laughs> but they really want them. We could sell them like yeah. crazy but can't yeah no i think this is something that you know i know there's been a lot of economic turmoil around and i don't know if companies have thought of this what if you have the product available you want to sell yeah it's just an idea i I don't know like if you're running a mcdonald's like maybe have big macs in stock (laughs) right you know so Uh, it's just an idea it is out now you can get it again in uh, hardcover it's available wherever you get your books please get it in hardcover uh right now please get it in hardcover uh you may understand why I'm saying that now. You probably will really understand that maybe someday in the future. Hopefully not. The Great Reset, available everywhere. Another great hour coming up next. This is the Glenn Back Program.